spring at home with Sarah and Neil. Sarah, November's trucking right along. I know. We're halfway through, but that means we're closer to one of my favorite days. I know. You're ready for some turkey, but we're not there yet. Well, before that, it's my birthday. Oh, are you getting old in this month? Of course. Aging like a fine wine. <laughs> <laughs> or at least maybe some orange juice know. or some I, apple juice getting, or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm getting more tired as years go. But. Well, happy <laughs> early birthday. Thank I know you. it's going to be amazing. Thank you. And I really hope that you're not sick. Well, me too, girl. I hope you're well for your birthday. <laughs> and I'll tell you why I say that because we're dealing with a triple demic. This word is no. is trending. You know, we've got <laughs> the flu. Flu season is right. here earlier and 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 right. powerful. We've got the babies with the RSV earlier and more mm. powerful than ever. And then COVID's still here, right? So this 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 well, that's just a ball of fun. Yes, <laughs> and when we talk about your birthday, well, yes. and you know the holidays are coming up, so yeah. more people are going to be intermingling, right. and right. more people might have a need to go to the doctor or to access telehealth. Well, I think telehealth is a, an, it's a, an emerging issue and a lot of people are taking advantage of it. Have you done it yet? I have okay. several times. I have not. Okay. Yes. Mine was early days of the pandemic when mm -hmm. we were all working from home and yes. my children several times needed to be seen and it wasn't anything related to, um, it was just it was my son had a rash come mm -hmm. up and then my daughter had an ear infection and stuff. So things that we didn't necessarily have to go to the office for, but it was, it was really interesting. I had to download this app so yeah. that they could see us and I could show them the rash. You know, and... I visualize like a sore throat and then I'm trying to like get my <laughs> mouth open close to the camera. So they yeah. can see. I don't know. I've got this visual in my head, <laughs> but the CDC tracked telemedicine usage. Okay. Uh -huh. Looking back over this past summer, okay. summer of 22 for the state of Tennessee. Okay. At the highest point of usage, there were 26% of Tennesseans who had used telemedicine okay so i mean it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's in popularity i i liked it because we didn't have to go anywhere and then they just called in the medicine you know i drove through and picked it up it was really easy so we need to bring <laughs> in somebody who knows a little bit more about this whole situation yes. than we do we've got chris need with us this is not chris's first no. rodeo with us but chris <laughs> is assistant professor and consumer economics specialist for the university of tennessee extension chris how are you Hey, you all, I'm doing great. Good. So you don't good have a need for telemedicine today, do you? What's that? You're not in need of telemedicine today, are you? No, thankfully, good. I am yeah. not. <laughs> we don't want anybody to need it. But, Chris, we want to know that it's there if we do need it. Exactly, exactly. And as you all were discussing, the COVID pandemic really brought telemedicine, telehealth, if you will, to the forefront and it's become common everyday language and practice for many of us. Yes. So I thought the best way for us to kind of learn about telehealth, because uh -huh. it's something I haven't done, is to play this true-false game. All right. And I'm going to tell you, this true-false discussion is actually based on a publication that Chris is one of the authors on okay. that talks about telemedicine, telehealth. Do we use these interchangeably, Chris? Well, and that's a good thing. You know, I think they are used interchangeably, but in general, telehealth is that general umbrella term mm -hmm. that encompasses all kinds of health care that's delivered remotely or virtually. And then telemedicine 
refers to those specific virtual consultations between patient and provider. So we can use them interchangeably. There, there is some distinction. And uh, if you, as you read more about, about telehealth and telemedicine in the literature, they do make that distinction. But um, I think for our sake, we can use them interchangeably for today. Okay. Well, I was just shocked that so many Tennesseans had already accessed this. Indeed, it is very popular. And I'll tell you, Tennille, for folks who have tried it, um, many of them report some very positive experiences with using telehealth. Uh, and they also report a willingness to try it again. Well, I'm one of those people. I would do it again. You're willing to try it yeah. again, Sarah? It saved us an office visit and, well, multiple, because, you know, he had to be seen several times. But, yeah, it was easy, convenient. I would do it again. Okay, well, we're going to do these true falses, uh, Chris, because uh, some of us have some preconceived notions uh, about it, and we just want to get everything out here and get it straight. So my first one is telehealth visits are less effective than an office visit. Would that be true or false? Well, that is false. false. What we know is when telehealth is used effectively and appropriately, you can get good quality care while also getting cost savings as well, uh, because you're not having to use gas to drive to the doctor, you're not having to line up childcare or elder care. And so telehealth is very effective. It all boils down to that open communication between patient and provider. Hmm. So can I actually get a prescription for something uh, on a telehealth visit? You can, and what's very interesting is the exact guidelines vary state by state, uh, but in general, you are able to get prescriptions, especially continuation of prescriptions through a telehealth visit. Now, if it's a controlled substance, a substance that's very closely monitored, um, there, there may be uh, the need to go into the doctor's office and actually have an in-person visit but uh, in general, yes, you can get prescriptions. All right, the next true or false question. Telehealth appointments require preparation. Is that true or false, Chris? That is true. It is always a good idea to be prepared for your telehealth appointment. You know, this really includes making sure your technology works, mm -hmm. making sure that you can find a quiet place in your house you know, the last thing you want is to be on with the doctor and have your kids screaming and running around in the background, and also to try to find a place with good lighting as well for your virtual visit. Yes, that's um, really important. So, so if I have to like open my mouth and try to angle the camera down my throat, they need to be able to see. Okay. Okay. You know, in my experience, uh, when I set it up, I got a list of things exactly like Chris is telling us mm. to do ahead of time and to download the app and try it out before our our actual appointment. Because, yeah. Chris, I guess we're going to need sound and video, right? Yes, you'll need sound and video um, for that's definitely uh, will make this a lot better experience all the way around. Mm -hmm. mm. Okay. So true or false, uh, and a lot of people think that this is true. I don't know if it is or not, but telehealth is only for counseling or therapy appointments. That is false. 
telehealth has been used quite successfully for counseling and therapy appointments, but also telehealth is very helpful for general health care, for med management, for management of chronic conditions, and also for uh, the care of other health-related issues. So really we see that telehealth can be useful in a variety of situations. Yeah, because my our situations are definitely, you know, just regular physical things that we needed to take care of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is another one that I think most people would question if it was true or false. Telehealth is not available in my area. Is that true or false? That is false. Well, and apparently I, it's happening in Tennessee because yeah, it has the numbers. Yes, it is happening in Tennessee. Again, the COVID-19 pandemic helped with this paradigm shift, which really brought telehealth to the forefront and increased its popularity. Um, so I would encourage you, ask your healthcare provider if telehealth is an option. You know, I think about many folks who have to travel long distances to see a doctor or to see a specialist. Mm -hmm. If they could use telehealth, think of the gas savings and the wear and tear on their vehicle that they would be yes. saving by being able to do the care right from their living room or right from their bedroom. That's a great point. And I think a lot of people in rural areas may question the availability of it. Mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I think we need to help in getting word out, you know. Indeed. Yeah, we do. So another true or false, telehealth technology is very difficult to use. All right. So that is false. And I'll share a, a personal story here. I'll have to admit the very first time I used telehealth, I was a little nervous. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I consider myself pretty techy and pretty technologically uh, efficient or proficient, rather. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, they gave you all these instructions, you had this app to download, mm -hmm. but really at the end of the day, if you can use a computer, if you can use your smartphone, uh, you can do telehealth. The good thing is, as Sarah mentioned, is you'll have that opportunity to look at tutorials to help you use the app or platform, and you'll have the opportunity to try it out before the actual visit. Wow. And I guess now I'm picturing, I didn't think about the phone. I was thinking about doing this on a computer screen. It would be easier to, <laughs> I <ain't thinking> yeah. <laughs> it's like if you can take a good selfie, you can do it. Sure. Well, yeah, just like my son, yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, he had a rash, so I had to show, you know, his side that was affected, but the phone was the easiest route. Yeah, the phone definitely sounds like an easy route. Mm -hmm. But let me, let me ask this question. Um, from that same issue, a lot of people have concerns about their visit being private and secure, you know, doing I it over the internet. Yeah. And I mean, especially people that don't do a lot of things on the internet. You know, we have people that don't necessarily pay bills mm -hmm. and, you know, do mm -hmm. private things. What steps are there to make sure that your visit is secure, Chris? That's a great question. I think the number one step is the fact that we are using these particular apps and platforms to ensure that patient privacy. And so that is why they send us out to use these special apps and special platforms that are designed specifically for telehealth and specifically for healthcare use. So I think we can feel very good about that and the precautions that are being taken by using those apps and platforms. 
So it's not just like a chat like you would do on a messenger or something. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Gotcha. Right. Because they have to follow HIPAA rules and laws too. Mm -hmm. so they, Indeed. Yeah. They want to make sure it's a secure uh, thing as well. Yeah. So here's your next true or false. Telehealth is not for emergencies. That is true. Do not use telehealth for emergency situations. If you're having chest pains, if you're experiencing the symptoms of a stroke, if you're having seizure symptoms or seizure, uh, if you've fallen and you think you've broken your arm, you know, there are instances when we need to seek emergency care. And those are the instances that, hey, go to the emergency room, call 911, get to that nearest emergency facility. Telehealth is really not attended and should not be used for those emergency situations. That makes so much sense. And I, I was going to ask you what situations do we need to see face to face, but you've named those. And I mean, it's kind of common sense, but, you know, <laughs> I can see where somebody might. Well, maybe we should just call and see what we need to do. Or Yeah, you don't no. need to log on no. if you think you're having a heart attack or something of right. those situations. That's that the last do. thing you want to do. Yes. Yeah, the last thing you want to do is log on. Right. You need to get somewhere. Exactly. Seek help immediately. So this is a very important true or false. Telehealth could save me money. That is true. Chris, we like to save money. So we let's hear about this. love saving money. Yes. You know, you all, health care costs are a burden for uh, many consumers, and they continue to grow and be more and more of a burden with each passing year. The thing that really sparked my interest in telehealth professionally was the fact that telehealth may be a cost savings opportunity for families. It could be cheaper than a traditional office visits. And also there will be no need for travel or for the babysitter or for time away from work. And so we think about telehealth as definitely saving us money with those indirect healthcare costs and the possibility in some cases of perhaps saving us money with direct healthcare costs as well. So we really can use telehealth as not only a good healthcare technique, but also as a resource management technique as well. Yeah, that's some great advice and thought things to think about. If I can handle this from wherever I am and not have to take off work or set up childcare or use gas, right? Then it's going to save me money. Exactly. Yeah. So this is a new concept or or like you said, Chris, it's not necessarily all that new, but the COVID pandemic kind of made more people use it, correct? Exactly. You're exactly right. It really brought it to the forefront and, you know, it pushed some of us that might have been reluctant uh, to use it to say, hey, you know, at the height of the pandemic, this was my main choice was was using yeah. telehealth in many situations. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm willing to give it a shot. Yeah. Well, look, two here, two out of the three of us have had positive experiences <laughs> so, with it. So I, I think that I will use my phone for it because yes, yes absolutely. I think that would be a good way to do it. Chris, thank you so much for joining us for this conversation. Um, what is the best source for people to find out more about telehealth? Should they talk to their healthcare provider and just ask about it? Yes, that the. That's a great idea is to talk with your healthcare provider. They may have resources that can help you as well. Also, um, the uh, Department of Health and Human Services with the United States government, 
does have a lot of telehealth resources available on their website, and they're a very good and trusted source of information as well for consumers. That sounds great. And we are going to put a link to the UT Extension publication about telehealth mm -hmm. uh, in the comment section to this podcast on our Bringing It Home Facebook page. So people can definitely take a look at these true false questions for themselves. Absolutely. And hopefully awesome. decide to try telehealth. Thank yes. you so much, Chris, for joining us. And Thank thanks you. to all of our listeners. And in the words of Bob Marley, oh, Sarah, if telehealth had been out back then, <laughs> I think people would have taken advantage of he it. He would have definitely <laughs> liked that. But he would still want us to live the life we love. And love the life we live. Stay well, everyone.